Today we are now reading from chapter 17 of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Punishment and Reward of Kali. The advent of Kali has started, right? Suta Goswami said, after reaching that place, Maharaja Parikshit observed that a loka shudra dressed like a king was beating a cow and a bull with a club as if they had no owner. The bull was white as a white lotus flower. He was terrified of the Shudra who was beating him and he was so afraid that he was standing on one leg trembling and urinating. He was very afraid. Although the cow is beneficial because one can draw religious principles from her, she was now rendered poor and calfless. Her legs were being beaten by a Shudra. There were tears in her eyes and she was distressed and weak. She was hankering after some grass in the field. That's what she wanted. Maharaj Parikshit, well-equipped with arrows and bow, seated on a gold-embossed chariot, spoke to him, the Shudra, with a deep voice sounding like thunder. Oh, who are you? You appear to be strong and yet you dare kill within my protection. Those who are helpless. By your dress, you pose yourself to be a godly man or a king, but by your deeds, you are opposing the principles of the twice-born Kshatriyas. So even the Kshatriyas were twice born. They were not Brahmins, but they were also twice born. You rogue, do you dare beat an innocent cow because Lord Krishna and Arjuna, the carrier of the Gandiva bow, are out of sight? Since you are beating the innocent in a secluded place, you are considered a culprit and therefore deserve to be killed. Straight shooting. He tells it like it is. You need to be killed. That's it. Judgment pronounced. Judge, jury and executioner. Then he asked the bull, Oh, who are you? Are you a bull as white as a white lotus? Or are you a demigod? You have lost three of your legs and are moving about only on one. Are you some demigod causing us grief in the form of a bull? Now for the first time in a kingdom well protected by the arms of the kings of the Kuru dynasty, I see you grieving with tears in your eyes. Up until now, no one on earth has ever shed tears because of royal negligence. That means the royalty and the Kshatriyas are not doing their duty that you are in this state, that you are in this plight. O son of Surabhi, you need lament no longer now. There is no need to fear this low class Shudra. And O mother cow, as long as I am living as the ruler and subduer of all envious men, there is no cause for you to cry. Everything will be good for you. O chaste one, the king's good name, duration of life and good rebirth vanish when all kinds of living beings are terrified by miscreants in this kingdom. The principles of dharma have been abandoned, right? It is certainly the prime duty of a king to subdue first the sufferings of those who suffer. Therefore, I must kill this most wretched man because he is violent against other living beings. He, Maharaja Parikshit, repeatedly addressed and questioned the bull thus, O son of Surbi, who has cut off your three legs? In the state of the kings who are obedient to the laws of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, there is no one as unhappy as you. O bull, you are offenseless and thoroughly honest. Therefore, I wish all good to you. Please tell me of the perpetrator of these mutilations which blacken the reputation of the sons of Pritha. My honor is uh, degraded because of this. 
Whoever causes offenseless living beings to suffer must fear me anywhere and everywhere in the world. So see, this is very important. He's not said human beings. Whoever causes offenseless living beings to suffer. He's not said man, woman, child, humans. He said living beings to suffer. Must fear me anywhere and everywhere in the world. By curbing dishonest miscreants, one automatically benefits the offenseless. An upstart living, an upstart living being who commits offenses by torturing those who are offenseless shall be directly uprooted by me, even though he is a denizen of heaven with armor and decorations. I don't care where he comes from. Justice is swift. The justice will not be denied. I will do whatever it takes. Let him come from heaven. I don't care. The supreme duty of the ruling king is to give all protection to law-abiding persons and to chastise those who stray from the ordinances of the scripture in ordinary times when there is no emergency. So, again, important. You may stray from those principles in times that demand it. So, look at what he says. Stray from the ordinances of the scriptures in ordinary times when there is. So, there is no emergency. Just follow the rules. You don't break the rules. In some times, in some occasions, you are allowed to break the rules. So, that's what he is saying. And I think we will come across uh, more. The personality of religion said, these words just spoken by you befit a person of the Pandava dynasty. The personality of religion, dharma, in the form of a bull. Captivated by the devotional qualities of the Pandavas, even Lord Krishna, the personality of Godhead, performed duties as a messenger. He was so fond of them, he was so fond of their duties, he said, I'll do anything for my devotee. He says, they are the dearest to me. I don't care about, you know, rich people and this and that. I just want people who are devoted to me. I will do anything and everything for them. Oh, great amongst human beings, it is very difficult to ascertain the particular miscreant who has caused our sufferings. Now listen to this. Even though there is a Shudra beating them, the Shudra is a symbol. The Shudra is dressed like a king. So it's influential people in the garb, who are actually useless, in the garb of that influence of being opulent, of being rich, they themselves are doing like this. Look at politicians today. Look at what they get away with. Look at what their kids do and get away with. They get away with all kinds of stuff. These are shudras in the garb of kings. That's really what it is. It is very difficult to ascertain the particular miscreant who has caused our sufferings because we are bewildered by all the different opinions of theoretical philosophers. No practicality, theoretical philosophy. Some of the philosophers who deny all sorts of duality declare that one's own self is responsible, is responsible for his personal happiness and distress. Others say that superhuman powers are responsible, while yet others say that activity is responsible, karma. So there are many schools of thought. Somebody says destiny, somebody says karma, somebody says something else, somebody says a higher power, somebody is fatalistic. There are so many different varieties to this, right? And the gross materialists maintain that nature is the ultimate cause. That's what they say. 
There are also some thinkers who believe that no one can ascertain the cause of distress by argumentation, nor know it by imagination, nor express it in words by words. O sage amongst kings, judge for yourself by thinking over all this with your own intelligence. So he gives him a poser. You figure it out. You are asking me, you know, what has happened to me? I am telling you, some people think like this, some people think like this, some people think like I am confused, I don't know what to think, Dharma is telling him. You are intelligent, you figure it out, he is telling Maharaja Parikshit. Sutta Goswami said, O best amongst the Brahmanas, the Emperor Parikshit, thus hearing the personality of religion speak, was fully satisfied. And without mistake or regret, he gave his reply. So what does he say? The king said, O you who are in the form of a bull, you know the truth of religion and you are speaking according to the principles that the destination intended for the perpetrator of irreligious acts is also intended for one who identifies the perpetrator. You know the truth of religion and you are speaking according to the principles that the destination intended for the perpetrator of irreligious acts is also intended for one who identifies the perpetrator. You are no other than the personality of religion. He figures it out. You are dharma, the way you are speaking. Now this is interesting. So maybe an unpopular topic but I, I, I follow this. So you know meat eating, uh, killing animals. So. Everyone's responsible for that death. The person who hunted the animal, the person who shot the animal or killed the animal, the person who bred that animal for the slaughter, the person who cut it, the person who cleaned it, the person who cooked it, the person who served it, the person who ate it. Everyone, so that's what he's saying. So the destination for the perpetrator of irreligious acts is also intended for one who identifies the perpetrator. Look at this. You are no other than the personality of religion. You know the truth. Thus, it is concluded that the Lord's energies are inconceivable. No one can estimate them by material speculation, by mental speculation or by word jaggery. In the age of Satya, truthfulness. So what were the Yugas do we know? What was the first Yuga? Dwapar, Satya, Treta, Kaliyuga. These are the four Yugas. So, there is Dwapar Yug, Treta Yug, Satyug and Kaliyug. These are the four Yugas. Before annihilation, before that cycle starts all over again. These are the four Yugas. But it appears, in the age of Satya, truthfulness, your four legs were established by the four principles. What are the four legs of Dharma? Austerity, cleanliness, Mercy and truthfulness. These are the four pillars of dharma. But it appears that the three of your legs are broken due to rampant irreligion in the form of pride, lust for women and intoxication. So one leg gone. You are now standing only on one leg which is your truthfulness. That's the only thing remaining for dharma. And you are somehow or other hobbling along. But quarrel personified Kali Flourishing by deceit is also trying to destroy that leg. Kali is doing her job. Kali Mata is doing her job. She has been brought to do this. 
the burden of the earth was certainly diminished by the personality of Godhead and by others as well. When he was present as an incarnation, all good was performed because of his auspicious footprints. Now she, the chaste one, now she, the chaste one, being unfortunately forsaken by the personality of Godhead, laments her future with tears in her eyes. For now, she is being ruled and enjoyed by lower class men who pose as rulers. Gone. Maharaja Parikshit, who could fight 1000 enemies single-handedly, thus pacified the personality of religion and the earth. Then he took up his sharp sword to kill the personality of Kali, who is the cause of all irreligion. He is doing his duty, he is doing his dharma as a Kshatriya. When the personality of Kali understood that the king was willing to kill him, he at once abandoned the dress of a king, so that Shudra was Kali. And under pressure of fear, completely surrendered to him, bowing his head. He gave up his garments, gave up his garb. Maharaja Parikshit was qualified to accept surrender and worthy of being sung in history, did not kill the poor surrendered and fallen Kali, but smiled compassionately, for he was kind to the poor. This is all personification, right? The king said, the king thus said, We have inherited the fame of Arjuna. Therefore, since you have surrendered and surrendered yourself with folded hands, you need not fear for your life. But you cannot remain in my kingdom, for you are the friend of irreligion. You gotta go. Marching orders. If the personality of Kali, irreligion, is allowed to act as a man god or an executive head. Certainly, irreligious principles like greed, falsehood, robbery, incivility, treachery, misfortune, cheating, quarrel and vanity will abound. What's going on all around us today? Exactly this. Are rulers qualified to rule? Are our rulers chaste? Not by a long stretch. Are they following the principles of religion? Supposedly. In our current context, supposedly. But we see what's going on. Therefore, O oh friend of a religion, you do not deserve to remain in a place where experts perform sacrifices according to truth and religious principles for the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In all sacrificial ceremonies, although sometimes a demigod is worshipped, the Supreme Lord of uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is worshipped because he is the super soul of everyone. So even if you are worshipping a demigod, it's not the ideal situation, but it's not bad. He is the super soul of everyone and exists both inside and outside like air. Thus, it is he only who awards all welfare to the worshipper. By connection. Sri Suta Goswami said, The personality of Kali Thus being ordered by Maharaja Parikshit began to tremble in fear. Seeing the king before him like Yamaraj, ready to kill him, Kali spoke to the king as follows. O oh, your majesty, though I may live anywhere and everywhere under your order, I shall but see you with bow and arrows wherever I look. Therefore, O oh chief amongst the protectors of religion, 
Please fix some place for me where I can live permanently under the protection of your government. Give me a place to stay somewhere. Suta Goswami said, Maharaja Parikshit thus being petitioned by the personality of Kali gave him permission to reside in places where gambling, drinking, prostitution, animal slaughter were performed. Those are the signs of the degradation. So he says, okay, you can't reside anywhere else, but wherever there is, give me some place to stay now. Otherwise, you'll always be there with your sword and I'll always be trembling in fear. Give me some place to stay. So Parikshit says, you can stay at where in a place where there is gambling, drinking, prostitution, animal slaughter were performed. You can go and stay there. The personality of Kali asked for something more. Not enough. I want more. And because of his begging, the king gave him permission to live where there is gold. Because wherever there is gold, there is also falsity, intoxication, lust, envy and enmity. Gold buys a lot of things. Money buys a lot of things. Money can help you fulfill your lusty desires. Money can help you buy booze. Money can turn people against other people, enmity. That's so he says, these four places you said is okay. But also where there is gold. Because money is the root of all evil. That's it. That's the personality of Kali. By the directions of Maharaja Parikshit, the son of Uttara was allowed to live in those five places. First four. And he says, one more place. And look at how cleverly. What is that one more place? Wherever there is money. All over the place. Wherever there is money, wherever there is gold, I will be there. Therefore, whoever desires progressive well-being, especially kings, religionists, public leaders, brahmanas and sannyasis, should never come in contact with the four above-mentioned irreligious principles. You got to set an example. Don't do those things. You want people to follow you, follow the principles of dharma. These four things, thou shalt not do. Thereafter, the king re-established the lost legs of the personality of religion, the bull, and by encouraging activities, he sufficiently improved the condition of the earth. He improved the state because he saw this is wrong. In my kingdom, this cannot happen. And his kingdom was the earth. The most fortunate emperor Maharaj, emperor, Maharaj Parikshit, was who was entrusted with the kingdom of Hastinapura by Maharaj Yudhishthir, when he desired to retire to the forest, is now ruling the world with great success due to his being glorified by the deeds of the kings of the Kuru dynasty. Maharaja Parikshit, the son of Abhimanyu, is so experienced that by dint of his expert administration and patronage, it has been possible for you to perform a sacrifice such as this. So Uttara was married to Abhimanyu. So that brings us to the end of chapter 17, Punishment and Reward of Kali.